right, let's do it. Hello. We're in this bitch. We are recording. Kyle McNally, another episode. Here with my buddy, comedian, fellow South Boston native, Mike Bain. What's up, dude? How the hell are we? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I'm great. I was, uh, uh, you know, out of Boston for a while, and then uh, I came back on late Sunday night, and then yesterday I went to Andrew Square and discovered a giant bottle of piss outside my bank, and I was like, oh, good, good to be home. <laughs> yeah, you're back. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's, I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do it. I'm, I was, uh, uh, you know, it's nice to have someone else in stand-up who's also uh, a hunk of garbage, too. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely definitely know what you mean. Uh, but yeah, so you you were out of the bean for a while. You were in Columbia for a month, right? That's well, yeah, dude. I mean, I was living. I moved to New York for a couple of years, as you know, and then uh, COVID happened, and then I basically been spending time in New Hampshire because uh, I had to give up my apartment in New York. I got family up here, a uh, family place I can stay at, and then uh, yeah, man, I went to Florida for for a little bit, and then I went to Columbia for a month. I came home and went out to Arizona, and I'm finally back. And uh, yeah, everyone, everyone outside of Boston's a lot fucking happier. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too when uh, I've traveled, not even out of the country, just any like other states and stuff. I, I mean, obviously, we're we're definitely meaner in general. We're way meaner than New Yorkers are. I, I've never understood people are like, oh man, New Yorkers are mean, and I'm like, they got nothing, dude. I've had conversations with people in New York City on the subway on uh, in elevators and shit that doesn't happen in boston someone just <laughs> yeah yeah like i actually i was walking through the old hobbit projects just yesterday and i this like old fat black woman comes out and she she starts grilling me and i was like i don't fucking feel like fighting with you bitch like is this i don't i, I'm, I don't want to do this she just came at you for no reason well she was just staring at me right she was grilling me and then uh i hear hey you and I get my headphones in, but they're not on. And I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear you. And she goes, hey, you, mm, mm, looking fine, looking good. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah? Yeah? Uh, like, I am looking, f- like, it, it's weird that, that this this little boost from this nasty lady completely made my day, dude. Oh, yeah, there's nothing like getting, I, told, getting told you're looking fine. is That's the best thing you can have happen on most days. It, it, it bothers me that women don't enjoy this. And, and I'm sure they can yeah, use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just spoiled. Yeah, they are. They're over here bitching and moaning about being catcalled. Like, how do how does any woman have uh, low confidence when all day, if you live in a city, people tell you how fine you are? Yeah, you know how much I would have liked it more when I was hanging sheet metal if my foreman just said he liked my jeans every once in a while. <laughs> You know what I mean? It made my morning, it a nice day, it went by fast. Yeah, when I was working as a stagehand, I was bolting together trust, and it was bent over, and my, my ass crack was sticking out. Like, if, <laughs> if a co-worker came along and was like, ooh, that's looking good, slid a nice coal of crescent wrench down there, I mean, that'd, I'd be a much better worker if that was the case. Exactly, I think we'd all be happier, and everyone would be friendly. Uh, yeah, but even, dude, actually, that's, um, I had that happen to me in Columbia, where I was at the beach and this this mom was grilling me, like mean mugging me, and I'm the only ginger anywhere. Like I didn't, like, they don't <laughs> they don't have them down there, so I stick out. I'm shirtless, um, I'm excessively ginger, and all of my friends shit on me. Well, they shit on me for fucking everything, 
my friends like your friends, they're insatiably mean. And <laughs> I don't, I just let my armpits grow. So like, they, like I got big, like tufts of like Afro ginger armpit here. And apparently this lady, I thought she, she was, she hated me, but apparently that's just how some people in Colombia hit on you. They just mean mug you the way I used to try and hit on girls when I was in my twenties. Just, just grill a bitch. And think that, that that she thinks the aggressiveness, like that I want to fucking rape you look, is, is hot? It's not. It's you, not. Being on the other end of it. You thought I, that was good? Nah, dude, I was terrible with women for years. So <laughs> was I, but I didn't think staring at them was the move. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of did. I was like, yeah, they probably, <laughs> now they know I want them. That yeah. was my mentality. Women want a strong dude, so you gotta, you got to mean mug them nice and hard. <laughs> Apparently yeah. they don't like that. Yeah, hey, live and learn. So she was doing it to you in a good way? I think so, dude. So here, I was videotaping, right? So, like, I had my camera with me. I had a GoPro with me. I was trying to make, I was making footage for YouTube. And we hiked, me, my brother, and my friend Steve, we hiked through the jungle to get to this beach. And there's a bunch of other people there. And it's all Colombians, man. We're the only foreigners. And, uh,. Like, she's there, and, dude, the girls in Colombia are just fucking unreal. Like, I, I, I need, I feel, I, I feel like such an asshole because when I, I leave, I leave New England, and all I do is talk shit about how much Boston women suck, and, and I gotta not do this because all my friends are married to Boston women, and then they get heated, and, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> they're so much better everywhere else. And I had and, a friend go to Columbia years ago, and like all he said about it was that the girls are like gorgeous, they're, they're cheap, the girls, and this yeah, coke is unbelievable. True. That's like literally well, all he said. Coke is unbelievable, and it's only six dollars a gram. And if you want to pay for working girls, they're also cheap. But you know, as an American, you you can, dude, you can eat like filet mignon for ten dollars. You you when you're down there, you can buy a bottle of coke, Coca Cola, for you know a quarter, fifty cents. And then you come up here and it's like five dollars. I don't know. I don't know. I don't drink that shit anymore, really. So I, I think it was like two fifty or three dollars when I last got a 20, 20 ounce of Coke. But like you just go, why am I doing this? Where where is this scam? You guys can make this this cheap and turn a profit off it. And you, it, it's like when you find out that your dealer has like a different price for you than he does everyone else. Yeah. Right, like he's selling he's selling grams for for seventy five to everyone else in the neighborhood, and you're paying one ten. You're like, oh, <laughs> you fucking scumbag. That's how it is when you travel to the third world, dude. And and Colombia's not even third world; it's probably second world. But when you travel anywhere outside of the U.S. or Europe, you realize, or even the Northeast, because I went to Florida and Arizona, and shit's dirt cheap. But um, the the women, I realized when you leave Boston, dude. Like they're enthralled by our accents wherever we go. They, yes, I, I've been asked I've that. if I'm from the UK or Ireland or South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and I just lie and say, "Yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, I'm, me I'm, too." I'm from uh, wherever you haven't fucked a dude from. That's where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, when I worked, I worked at a bar in Faneuil Hall when I was like 18, 19, 20, and I, I mean, I sound like this. I think it's pretty fucking obvious. I'm like a retard from here, but every people would be like, "Oh, where are you from in Ireland?" and stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, "I don't know what the fuck you talking about." Dude, all the time, and and uh, they, don't, they you gotta remember, man, they don't make white people like us in pretty much anywhere. Like urban poor white folks, uh, <laughs> don't they don't exist anymore, dude? And they cert like we're the last last generation of them. No, so yeah, yeah. 
when you go, uh, like when we, you know, we have a lot of the same friends. So, you know, when we go, uh, when you go other places, you travel and you go, oh, this girl hasn't been city hump before. She hasn't, oh, she hasn't always, had some city dick. I say that all the time. Whatever <laughs> girls, whatever, even like I'll joke around and say it about like just girls around here. Anyone with like a fucking attitude. It's like that girl yeah. needs to get city humped. She, she, she never, no one's ever put her face in the toilet before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's, it's, you go to California, man. The white dudes out there are all pussy boys for the most part, like 80 to 90% of them. So, and they'll be all tatted up and looking yoked up, but they're just bitches. And so when you, when a girl meets, meets a guy like us who, who has an accent, which dude automatically two to three more points, like in Boston, I don't know, man. I'm like a six now that I lost all my muscle I worked out for. But like I go somewhere else. I can jack it up to an eight just with my attitude and my accent. And you, you talk shit and you clown on girls from like Arizona or California and they love it. And so when you go to like Columbia and you're a white dude, who they automatically go, oh, first world dude. But you give them attitude and you don't take their bullshit because like I've, I've dated Latinas and they will... They, they're like a steamroller, man. Like if you don't, if you let them, they will fucking crush you. Uh, you just gotta have a pair of balls. But the women there, best asses I've ever seen in my life, Kyle. And I've been to Puerto Rico. That's uh, one thing. Like you're saying, anytime I've gone anywhere in the world, I've been to a few other countries. I've been to a bunch of different like states on random bachelor parties and shit. Anywhere I've gone, I feel like specifically girls from Boston do not have butts. I've Dude. always taken that away. Girls have bigger butts everywhere else I ever go. I've had this fight with a lot of black comics, too. And, and like, dudes from Mattapan and Roxbury, and they get salty, but I don't care. I'll tell them what it is. Women from Boston have the least ass of any race of women on the yeah. planet. No, and I it's, think so. It's all Boston women. It's not just white girls from Boston, right? I, I used to work concerts, man, and I was running Spotlight for this um, bachata Dominican dude named uh, Romeo, right? And... I'm looking down into the stands. I'm at the BU Arena, Aganis Arena, and uh, all the girls, and they're all Latinas, man, but they're from different countries, but they're all shaped like Mr. Potato Head, dude. Like, they don't have that hour, and I'm like, dude, you're Latinas. Like, you go to New York and you meet Latinas, and they get that hourglass figure, and they're thick, and Dominican, Colombian, yeah. Puerto Rican girls, when just I... booties for days. And in yeah. Boston, even black girls in Boston get no booty. None. No, I, I mean, None. There's some girls with nice butts in Boston, obviously. There's a lot of girls. But, I mean, for them, I'm with you. When I went to New York, I was, like, shocked at, like, uh, the, the big butts. At the butts. ass? A lot of butts, yeah. <laughs> dude, pretty it much, blew yeah. me away. The first thing I noticed in New York, I go, shit, dude, their train's open 24 hours. I can drink till 4 a.m., and there's so much ass. Yeah, I noticed the ass. And then I noticed, like, in the summer, like, the, one of the first things you notice, and it's, like, not even being, like, a pervert. You just can't not notice it. It's just girls wear nothing in New York City in the summer. They walk around <laughs> with, like... Like no Bailey with any shirts on. Some girls pretty much have their tits out and stuff. I like that you said not even being a pervert. Like <laughs> it's just like you, it's like impossible not to notice it. Like guy like, or girl, you're gonna notice it. Like these girls walk around in nothing. And like, it's just you're not used to seeing it. Like when I just staring at titties walking down the street. I know. Oh, who I you mean, are, I dude. definitely <laughs> am. I definitely am. I'm saying was... other people would notice it too. Not even just me noticing it. Me noticing it is like yeah, obviously. Like I'm a fat bald creep on the train. I'm gonna notice it. <laughs> I was so happy when you and uh, McDonough started stand-up because I was like, for years, it was just me and the fucking nerds. It was me and just limp dick nerds, and I go, oh, finally, I can... I, I, they all think that I'm a piece of human garbage, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a fucking freak and a, and a piece of garbage, but, like, not a complete <laughs> piece of garbage. And then I go, oh, finally, people who, who speak my same language. 
But you're right, dude. New York City girls don't wear bras in the summer. Um, dude, yeah, like, it's... You, you're walking through, like, uh, like the, the village, and it's like, all these, like, I don't know if they're rich girls or what these hipster girls are. They have no fucking shirts on. So, Columbia, dude, right? I'm in Cartagena. That's a f- I traveled throughout the country. So, Cartagena was fucking, uh, it was gully, man. Like, you, 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 we think we've, I would rather spend a night in the, the Bronx, dude, with $100 bills taped to me than have to walk <laughs> outside the Walt City in Cartagena, man. Like, we don't, like, I've been to, to slums in Mexico City, dude. Were you with um, some sort of tour guide type thing? No, nah, no, nah, it was just me and my brother Joe right now. My well, Steve. Not even tour guide, but like, like a local type person. Like, no, so, no, dude. Like, like we would just we did we did our own fucking thing, man. And uh, so this is something that this is very interesting that you'll realize if if you're ever dating like beyond the first world as a white dude, right? Uh, I remember this. Uh, so I had experienced this when I went to Mexico City, dude. I tried to meet a girl off Tinder, and I took. An Uber out to, to meet her, right? And then she started getting weird. And when I was on the Uber texting her, she started acting funky, man. I didn't like her text. The vibe was off. And then I get there, and I know it's in a part of town I was told not to go to, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I was told, do not fucking go here as a gringo. And I get there, and I look outside. I get terrible reception. I'm missing her messages. And I look outside, and it's just fucking shanty shacks. Uh, tin roofs and a three-legged dog just sad staring at me and I'm in like a polo with shoes and jeans and I just go get me the f-. I look, turn to my driver and I hand him a lot of cash and I go get me the fuck out of here <laughs> and the same thing dude I this is fucking terrible I banged a, a fucking hooker this was years ago I banged a fucking gypsy hooker in Prague and she brought me to like a love motel outside the city uh, I don't know how I didn't like million red flags didn't go off in my head I still used to drink back then and then, like, we fooled around. She she offered to, she goes, if you pay me more money, she goes, you pay more money? I No condom. And I go, fuck you. I'm, I'm wearing the condom, bitch. Like, I met you it's walking like the, the street, you pig. The one time you want to. You you gypsy whore. Fucking, and she, she goes, no, you pay more money? No condom. And I go, look, if I'm getting AIDS, I'm doing it at market value. I'm not paying, I'm not paying extra for it. And she actually wouldn't, I tried to walk home and she wouldn't let me. The neighborhood was so rough. And then I come to Cartagena and like, I know Cartagena dudes get robbed. And uh, I had heard stories from other dudes who've been down there. And I also know that it's, it's already a very poor place, but it used to be a cruise ship port, but the cruise ships aren't going in because of COVID. So it's even dudes are hustling like you wouldn't believe. And you go on Tinder and Bumble and 80 to 90% of the girls on there are hookers. And you got to like ask them. So I'm trying to meet this girl and she's like, just, just come, come over to my house. Here's the address. Come hang out. We're having margaritas, me and my friend. And it was New Year's Eve. And I go, oh, dude, I'm going to get robbed. This is a scam. They're gonna, I'm going to wake up in a, in a tub with stitches where my kidneys are supposed to be. In, but you're in still going to go because there's a chance you might get laid. Dude, and that I used to be that dude. I've kind of like matured, but I'm like, and, and I, she's like, why won't you just come meet me? I go, are you a hooker? She goes, no. But I was like, dude, oh, shit, this is what women feel like, right? Like, this is what girls go through when they go on dates. Like, is someone going to kill me or rape me or, or rob me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, and women still go on dates. What a bunch of fucking whores. Like, <laughs> women <laughs> women are always talking about how guys might kill me, and then they still go on dates. I almost didn't meet up with this girl. Thankfully, I did because she was real, and she banged me. But uh, <laughs> Of course you're going to go. Well, dude, I made her come to the city and meet me, 
and then I realized she was real and I, I and then there were other girls who had asked to meet me and I blew off because I thought they were gonna rob me and I was like ah oh, shit dude I could have been maybe I could have been getting laid or, or getting chopped up but it's uh dude the the, I, the women there in Cartagena I went there for New Year's me and Joe and like girls in Cartagena dude like even moms you'll see like a mother with her three kids and she's got a six pack she's got curves she's got like an ass like she looks like a porn star and then she's just holding her kid's hand and she's wearing thongs and and bikinis and like mini skirts like they go all out and like their families are out till like one two in the morning it's not like here where like after 8 p.m the kids go home and then the drunks come out and punch each other yeah but like it, it's weird. You'll see like three generations of family walking through the street, having family time, and then right next to them, there's three like teenage hookers selling themselves. Uh, it's it's a, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. So sorry, I was just reading something. <laughs> Shut up, stupid dog. No, I was just reading about Cartagena. It uh, dude, it, it was it was it's one city I would probably not go back to. Yeah. Um, uh, everything else in Colombia I loved, but. Like, when you show up there as a white dude, man, like, it's actually, it's not a benefit. Uh, like, go if you if you go down there as a black dude, it actually works out because no one's going to bother you because they just assume you don't have money. Uh, <laughs> and then if you do, you're great. But if you're a white dude, man, they follow you around, dude. Like, they, me and Joe were, like, the only two gringos there. And they would see us and just gringo, 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 cocaine, cocaine, white coffee, white coffee. <laughs> like, and nonstop, like... You could not breathe. It was so bad. Like, every, as soon as one would leave, another one would come up. And they're always scamming you, dude. They start giving you a tour and then demand money from you. They tie a bracelet on you. They'll touch you, try to... And, like, my, you know my brother Joe? He can't be mean to people. He's trying <laughs> yeah, to engage them. They're kid. like, where are you from? And he goes, Boston. And they go, oh, I, my, my fifth cousin's uh, uh, mother lives in Boston. And it's like, Joe, tell them to fuck off. Like, the first day... This guy comes up to us right when we got to the hostel, and he goes, Oh, you want cocaine? Boston. Free sample. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I know what free sample means. And then he goes, no, no. He followed us. Dude, followed us. And he goes, free sample. And I go, where? He goes, right here in the street. Do you want free sample? I go, okay. And he pulls out a fucking, like, a, a rock, puts it on a piece of cardboard, and his friend sticks it under my nose, and I, I rip it. And he goes, okay, now you pay me. I go, fuck you, dude. Free sample. <laughs> yeah, that's he goes, no. Nah, no, nah, now you pay me. I go, dude, no, free sample, man. And he, he takes a fucking bag and he's jamming it in my shoe because I'm sitting next to him in a doorway and he's sticking it in my sock. I go, I'm taking it. I'm throwing it back in his hand. He goes, no, now you pay me. I go, no, free sample. He goes, yes, free sample. Now you pay me back. And I finally, he got fed up and he goes, okay, I would cocktail. I see you. And I'm like, fine. And it was, I'm, I'm not kidding how strong it was, dude. I had a, I had a, I'm not into that stuff, really. Like, I'll do it once in a blue moon, but full-blown panic attack immediately. Uh, just me and Joe was sitting there getting food outside, and the entire time dudes are coming up to us, uh, putting hats on us. I wouldn't let them touch me. Just It, it was nonstop, dude. Like, the hawkers, the hustlers, you, you, it never ends. Like, you, you could walk outside to the store, dude, and... You know, fifth, just go on one, one block and like 15 dudes will try and sell you pussy, coke, uh, acid, fucking 2C. They get this shit called 2CB, which, which the Colombians love. Um, anything you can imagine they're trying to sell you. Uh, and you just got to straight out ignore them. Actually, maybe that's why women don't like getting catcalled. 
Nonstop. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's nonstop. All right. I, I was see how say, it is. I don't, I don't think the more you talked about it, I was like, I don't think I would like that at all. I don't Dude, think was, I would want to travel through there if it's like that. Every other part of the country was amazing, uh, but that that part was just brutal. But the yeah, women crazy. were asses weren't real, man. They were they were next level. Which is all that matters if you're going anywhere in South America. All that matters, dude. You're looking I mean, for some ass. Yeah, I know. I've got to go to Brazil because they're even better there from what I've been told. Yeah, I worked at a pizza place with a bunch of Brazilians for like two, three years when I was probably like 20, 21. And uh, they were always like, well, we'll bring you, we'll bring you. And like any time they had like any sort of like videos or like Snapchats, their friends sent them, whatever the fuck they had. I don't even know if Snapchats were there. Then, like, text messages, it was just, like, girls at the beach shaking ass. Like, that's, like, what it always was. Yeah, I, well, dude, here's, here's the thing that kind of threw me for a loop, man. Why, like, that girl I hooked up with, I wasn't sure if she was, um, she was a hooker or not. So, so down there, you get on Tinder and Bumble, and, <laughs> dude, so, number one, they, they, they don't do progressive, like, um, you're not going to see a single rainbow flag, a trans flag down there, ever. They did never. They're not fucking on this woke shit. No one ever called me a cishet white male. That, yeah, that entire lingo only exists in our own countries, in like white Western countries. They don't, no one else gives a fuck. It's literally us, our own people hating us. And yeah. wasn't there, um, the gender dynamics are like how they used to be here. Like, I'm a man, you're a woman. But like, like, Girls act like girls, and unlike dating in New York, they don't fight you for the role of man. Like I would go on dates with girls in New York and refuse. I wouldn't buy them shit because I'm like, if you want to act like a dude, I'm not. I'm not fucking paying. Also, you're making like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm not <laughs> you coming over. Pay on the first date. No? Yeah. No, uh, oh, dude. In New York City, I was. I had the best ratio of getting laid my in my entire life. And at most, I maybe bought a coffee. I took. I would take. I would be like, I'm sober. I would take my coffee houses. I'd be like, I just got laid for three dollars and forty five cents. Maybe, oh, made me so fucking happy. But in Colombia, like, th- like they act like women, dude. I've I've knew that. I met. I dated a Brazilian girl in New York. It was the same thing. Like they let you take the lead as a man. You make the decisions. They're happy to be the woman. They want to be feminine. They want to make you feel good. They want you to take, like, make them feel safe, right? Like a, a traditional gender relationship. And so you go on Tinder and Bumble. There's no pictures of them at their jobs. They never tell you what they do. Uh, I actually met a Bra- Brazilian girl I met told me, you Americans treat Tinder like it's LinkedIn. She goes, I don't care what the fuck you do for work. Every date I went on in Colombia, they never asked me what my job was. They never mattered, like like that stuff. And down there, girls on on Tinder and Bumble, they don't. There's no picture of them at that swing at the lawn on D. There's no picture of them hiking Machu Picchu. There's no I'm interesting, and they don't put their politics in. There's no like uh, BLM. Uh, I'm an anarcho syndicalist. Uh, I'm a socialist. Uh, I'm I'm polyamorous and pansexual. None of that. It's literally just pictures of them in bikinis at the beach, looking fine. And so I thought they were working girls, but no, that's just how Colombian women are. They know that their ass and titties are their selling point, and they fucking work it, dude. It's unreal. Is that, has the date naps got political? I'm not heavy on the date naps. Oh, dude, as soon as I got back to Boston, I hop on Tinder, and the first thing I saw was a profile with BLM at the top. Dude, literally, I just went on OkCupid, and I I unmatched with eight girls, because OkCupid, I only match with, like, the... 
the pansexual gender queer chicks who like it, dude, it's all <laughs> politics. If, if a white girl is on is on a dating app, it's all her politics. I would never want that, no matter what their politics were. I don't want to see that. No man wants that, dude. No dude wants that. No dude wants that, dude. It's insane. Like I and they were dude, they 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 were much happier people, man. Like I went I spent time in the jungle, dude. I was in like the mountains and shit. I was like I was out there, man. I was off the fucking grid, dude. And I met villages. Like I remember riding a horse. So me me and uh Steve and Joe riding a fucking horse, me, uh, and there's just a bunch of kids playing a pile of dirt with, like, 1984 wrestlers, dude, with, like, Hulk, and I go, shit, I forgot kids could do that and be happy, and, dude, I'm telling you, man, I met people who didn't have a, who had next to nothing, but their cost of living there is so cheap, like, it doesn't cost to live in Colombia, like, in America, if you want to just live in Boston, you got to work 60 hours a week yeah, just to exactly. fucking maintain that, dude. And yeah, not, exactly. not even to succeed, but just to exist, right? And so it's easier to be happy when it's fucking like that. You don't have to worry about that shit. Dude, I went like into the fucking jungle jungle. I met Indians, like native fucking indigenous Indians, dude. Like, And they were, they were so happy, dude. Uh, dude, I bought a bag of cocoa leaves in the jungle off an Indian for less than like 75 cents, man. Cocoa leaves, like for cocaine. Yeah, yeah, oh, they grow cocoa like, plants, and right. you chew them, dude. That's what I was they say. What did you do? You, you chew them, them, dude. You just chew them? I was hiking for four days straight in the jungle in the heat, and I had a cold. So, <laughs> dude, like I would be on the verge of passing out, and you would just put a fat wad of cocoa leaves in your lip, and and just dip them. And dude, you'd get like a. It wasn't like cocaine high, but you get a rush. It got it rid of your a, appetite, bit, yeah. and then. What they do is they grind up seashells and they mix it with it and it has like an alkaline reaction. And it doesn't work a ton more, but I got some of the seashell dust from one of the Indians in the jungle. Um, this dude... Seashell <laughs> so, dust? So, dude, minutes. To check this out. <laughs> what were you doing? What do you do with seashell dust? You, you put it? it... No, you take the seashell dust, right? And you put it on top of the cocoa leaves in your mouth, right? And it, it kind of has like a weird like chemical reaction. You don't feel it, but like you just feel yourself get a little hyper. It, so it, it just like ups the cocoa leaves. Yeah, oil? it does. It's, it it's sounds fun. disgusting. Seashell dust. It, dude, it actually it tastes it tastes like fish, man. It's so random. It tastes like you're eating shrimp. Uh, <laughs> dude, they they just all the Indians have this little talisman, dude. That it's it's meant to look like a dick, and they have to carry it around with them as their form of ID. And all day they just grind up seashells in this little talisman, and then they they so the women have to. Pick the cocoa leaves for the men, but they're not allowed to do them. <laughs> oh, really? That's like the yeah. rule? Yeah, dude. I was with... So, I, I, in order... I, we were hiking to a lost city, dude. Like a city that... Like a legit lost city had been lost in the jungles from like um, the 1500s to 1978. And for this, we needed to get a guide. And it was like... It was me, Joe, Yeti, and um, three... A dude from France named Jean Arnold and two Colombians... And we met this Indian dude, and he wouldn't give it to the girl with us. He he just gave it to me instead, and she got heated. It was great. Um, he, like, refused even though she was on the tour? Yeah, because they don't give it to women, <laughs> dude. Dude, it, <laughs> their marriages are arranged by the tribal elder. Like, the spiritual leader decides who marries who, right? And when, when a as boy— As it should be. As it should be. And when a boy's going <laughs> to become a man, dude, right? So there's like, they they got like an old slam pig in the village and they pull her out and the boys get to practice on her before they get married. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> as as it should be. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is she married? I don't I don't know, man. I I don't think so. I I think they just pick like a postmenopausal woman, right? And and her job is to like like teach the young dude how to be a man so he's ready to smash when he gets his new wife. Uh, which you know, I mean, it I, makes perfect sense. I wouldn't it be great if Southie had a couple of those. Uh, oh, you wish you think yeah. I'd kill for that. Can you imagine the first, the, the first like four years of me being sexually active? Any girl who would not think I I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. If I could have practiced on some old fart bag for fucking a year before that, and then came in hot right off the rip when I was like a young stud. <laughs> That's actually a genius idea. Women would get much better sex if just an old woman would take it for the team. Like, like we just <laughs> it, we're doing it for you, ladies. I mean, it's for Dude, you guys. Think of like the girl we would get from the lower end. You just get like a fifty-year-old woman from from the D Street projects, man. Just a D Street fought bag to take one for the team. Oh, oh, and when you're young, you'll do it. You know who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I would, Kyle. I've I've been there. I've got some. I, some terrible ones in it my depends. history. I mean, it's, I suppose it depends on what was normal in my culture, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it was around from the time before I was around, then yeah, I guess. We're just going to normalize it, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, what's funny is like the, the chicks do like, they make the women do so much work. So gender roles are super firm. Uh, which And, and they, they openly said, man, gender roles are how we maintain our society, uh, which I think there's something to fucking learn from that. And... Like there's certain jobs only men can do, only women can do. Like and after this, after the the guy who's gonna become a man, bangs the old fart bag, he's they sit him in a hut, right? And all the guys just do stay up for two days chewing on coca leaves and telling the stories of their ancestors, uh, passing down the shit. It's wild. And also after you get married, husbands and wives don't live in the same hut. They live in different huts because they know marriage won't work if you live together. <laughs> So does everyone have like a one person hut? So actually, dude, they mostly just live out in the jungle, man. Like, like they'll just throw up like a, a hammock in the jungle, and they only really come to their villages for ceremonial shit. Otherwise, they're out in the fucking jungle, man. And I don't know how they do it because those mosquitoes were like vampires. Uh, I got me and Joe got eaten alive, man. Yeah, but I think it's one. Of, it's one of those things. If you lived there, like your family's lived there for fucking ever, those mosquitoes, you get like used to them, I guess, right? Yeah, I think the mosquitoes also get tired of them because like wherever yeah. I go, like as a as a ginger man, mosquitoes love me. It, I'm just, I'm a forbidden fruit. And then I used to yeah. eating white, eating white dudes. <laughs> yeah, down there especially. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, I get eaten alive, my legs in the summer. Oh, devoured. It's, uh, plus if you got O positive blood type, they prefer that. Yeah, I don't know what I got. <laughs> How does no one know that? I remember that being told that's one of those things you need to know, like your social security number, and then I became an adult, and no one knows their fucking blood type. Oh, yeah, I've never known mine a day in my life. I couldn't <laughs> even, I couldn't, I mean, I could find out if I had to. My mother probably got it written down somewhere, like. That's, you know what, I actually, I remember I, I've, I've asked, when I was in New York date, and I would ask my mom, like, what time was I born? And she goes, why do you need to know this information? And I'm like, no reason, <laughs> and it's so I could look up my, your fucking astrology chart because all these it's not enough now just to know that I'm a Leo I gotta know that Leo is my son and then I got a rising a, a moon sign oh, and an as, a rising shit. ascending sign dude yeah see I don't I've, I've also never really like I've heard a lot of comics joke about the astrology I've never really met a girl who was like that obsessed with it because you date normal women dude <laughs> yeah I mean I guess I didn't get tons of chicks or anything, but even like girls I was like friends with throughout the years 
but I suppose most of them all grew up in the same area as me. Yeah, yeah. I, I date. I've probably I've only been with like a couple Southie girls. All the girls I date are just, uh, you know, white collar suburban girls and hipsters, uh, and affluent women who hate their fucking fathers. That I'm like, I, I'm, you know, that scene in Good Will Hunting where he's talking to me, driving, he goes, "You just wanted to slum and tell your friends." I yeah, fucked yeah, those girls. Slum. That's that's who I used to fuck. And then the only women I could date in New York who I didn't want to kill were native New Yorkers or immigrant chicks. I could net, like, the yuppie girls there hated me. And the hipster girls, oh, they hated me. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, t- I, like, you just pretty much said how women should be in the kitchen for 30 minutes. And you said, <laughs> These yuppie girls in New York don't like you? <laughs> no way. These, those girls didn't like you? <laughs> Did I say that? I should have said that. I don't even. It sounds like something I would say. <laughs> but they do like, dude. Like they like it, even though they fight it, man. Like I um. So in, in when I was dating in New York, I'm every girl there is into polyamory, dude. I kept meeting that. So I would meet girls who were hipsters and stuff, and they they have boyfriends, and they would tell me about it. I'm married, or I have a boyfriend, but like I get to bang dudes on the side. And I go well, okay. Well, that that actually works out great, so you can you can come. I get feel like you're no me. stranger to that world. Uh, what's that? Being like friends with you over the years, getting to know you. I feel like you're no stranger to that world. So my thing is, like, you used to do the like meet girls off Craigslist and shit. right? Oh, dude, I, I was a was a real fucking scumbag in my <laughs> older days. I've actually I've actually tamed myself down tremendously, and uh, I actually just want like a normal life and relationship now. But I. So my whole thing with that was, look, you're not going to fuck my woman, but I don't mind fucking your bitch if you don't want to be a man and take care of her. And I would meet them and they'd come over and they'd show me pictures of their boyfriends and be like, and it's just nerdy dudes with glasses, just like such a bitch boy. Just like exactly your picture who he says all the feminist shit they want to hear. And then they'd be like, he's he's so nice and he, I love him, but he... He just doesn't fuck me right. And then I'd get to pound him out. And I'd be like, this is, but like, this th- is terrible. The, the guy has to kind of know. He does. That that's like, he's he not bringing that to, to the it. table if she wants the polyamory stuff. Do you remember like growing up when there were dudes from the neighborhood that we thought were pussies and shit? And you'd, ra- you know, I, I I got ragged. I got fucked. No, of course. I mean, I got the shit kicked out of me so many and, times. Yeah, anyone who like wasn't in your group of friends was just a loser automatically. Oh, dude. I, so I went, I didn't go to Catholic schools, man. I went to the Tynan and then the Renaissance before I went to the charter school down near the Edison, the SPHA. So yeah. I only went to black schools up until high school, man. And the black kids beat the shit out of me. And I come back to Southie and be like, oh, you go to school with dockies. You're a fucking race trader. And they beat the shit out of me too. And then then my mom's like, you need to meet kids in the neighborhood. So she sent me down to the club and the Ollie. And then everyone beat the shit out of me. And I live on G Street. So the lower end kids are like, oh, you're a fucking point pussy. And the point kids like, you're a fucking dirt ball from the lower end. And I couldn't win. So I just learned to take a beating and then I thought I was a chump, and then I met kids from the burbs, and I go, "Oh shit, I could like, I could run your crew. You guys are like real punks." And that's <laughs> that's how it is, man. Is you, there's just a lot of dudes that aren't really dudes, especially yeah. But in New I just York. feel like, like, clearly, like the polyamory stuff. More often than not, the issue has to be that the the guy's not laying it down, right? Yes, absolutely. So, it will like, also. Wh- how are you on board with that, like? If you're the guy, like that's what's baffling to me. I, I, well, because they think in their mind that I, I'm gonna get women out of this too. Also, you know what it is, man. 
a lot of dudes just don't know how to talk to women, and they think that... So when a woman asks you for something, uh, more often than not, you got to just say no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's going to fight you, but you have to have that fight. And you have to always, always not be afraid to, to be like, hey, uh, a nuclear option, I can fucking walk away from you. And a lot of dudes get scared of that. They think, oh, I'll never find a woman again. I'm fat now. I'm not the guy I was in high school. My dick's too small. Any number of things. And so they allow themselves to get walked on it. And I, I made, I only know this from making this mistake and doing a bunch of shows with Dante Nero, who taught me a lot of this shit. Um, Dante's a, Dante used to do the Black Phillips show. Yeah, the Black Phillips show on Sirius, which, yeah, with Patrice. I know, I know. Which that. is unreal. And Dante gave me a lot of fucking wisdom, but also with stuff I learned from my ex, which was whenever she would like, She'd be like, I want to hang out with this dude who I used to fuck. And I remember just not wanting to have the argument. So I was like, whatever, you know, because I was a bitch back then. And, you know, you, you can go through bitch phases of dude. We don't know how to be a fucking man. And I realized, oh, that's a point where I'm like, no, you don't get to see him. And if you don't fucking like that, you can hit the bricks. Those are your options. And a lot of dudes just cave in because they don't want to have the fight or they think if I give her what she wants, she won't. You know, she won't be mad. Like, I, you, you ever, like, you know this from working on job sites. Do you ever, like, just listen to the older dudes, how miserable they are? Oh, dude, I've, I've taught, like, the first year and a half I was doing open mics ever. I've, like, half my act was about, like, construction workers and being miserable and hating their wife and oh, shit. Oh, like, hate them. Hating their kids, like. Every, when I was in, so I was just, you know, staging a rigger building concerts. And in my union, dude, I would just watch guys, like, have full-blown fights with their wives on the phone and they look at me and they go, don't fucking get married. Don't oh, fucking get married. Whatever you do, like, kid, don't get fucking get married. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, kids are all right. I love my kids, but never fucking get married. And I'm just like, dude, you can leave, man. Dude, like, so many guys would like, they'd sleep in their car and oh, their truck in the fucking out front of the job for like four hours and just say they were waiting out traffic, but like they just didn't want to go home. Dude. So they'd go home every night at like eight because they'd be like, oh, I didn't feel like sitting in traffic. I've seen that so many times, man. I, I oh, get in three hours early to sleep in your truck and stuff to say you want to be traffic, but they're just oh. fucking miserable. So many, I, I, I work with dudes and they'd be like, oh, what are you, you trying to work late tonight? And I go, not ideally, man, I'm, I'm meeting this chick. And they go, well, tell me about it. And I go, no, nah, no. Nah. And like, and we're working with this dude and he goes, she suck your dick? And I go, <laughs> I, yeah, man. She goes, like a lot and I go whenever I want it and he's like just fucking smashes a, a fucking crescent wrench off the wall I haven't had a blowjob in eight fucking years ah! <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> <laughs> one thing though working on job sites also told me as the opposite end of the spectrum is like guys who are like most guys I worked with who were like single and like they're like fucking 40s and 50s they were out drinking and fucking like crazy I'm like oh I mean single at that age it seems like it's the wildest time of your life Dude, I mean, well, it's also because there's not many dudes out in the field at that no, point. No, I know. So. That's what I mean. Those guys were always living it up. They were fucking going on dates every fucking weekend and stuff. I mean, I'm also good with that, too, because what I've realized is that, like, man, I don't I, I don't drink anymore, and I don't, I certainly don't potty like I used to. Like, if I go on a bachelor potty, I'll, I'll do some coke, maybe pop a perk. But, I, like, I have no, like, that stuff never was never big for me, you know? And I've realized... Dude, I don't want to be 42 and trying to bang a 22-year-old and offering her a bag of Coke on like a random Wednesday night, man. I'd rather have a family and something going on in my life. I don't want to be that dude, and I don't want to be that fucking comedian 
Everyone I know who has a family is listening to this. Like, is this kid fucking serious? I'm telling you, dude, at a certain point, at a certain point, like, I, it's like, man, I've, I've been a fuck. I'm not coming in here like, oh, I'm the fucking dude. Like, I've, I've been a fucking, I've had the shit kicked out of me. I've been a loser at various points in my life. And then I just decided not to. No, I'm not. I'm going to be confident. No, I just got to preface that because people always give me shit. But uh, at a certain point, once you've done enough shit sexually, you just like, I'm done. It's just, it stops working. Same thing with like booze. Booze stopped working for me. Uh, you know, at a certain point, you're just like, dude, like, yeah, I want a woman who I can fuck on a regular basis. If my Hell wife yes. isn't giving me blowjobs, I'm going to be heated. I'm not going to be with her. But yeah, dude, dudes put shit on a pedestal, like threesomes. I've had threesomes. I used to date, an, uh, date a girl who was an absolute fucking freak, but they're overrated, man. It's so much work. They're never happy. It's yeah, not, it's I, not uh, what you think it is. It's not. Everyone looks at porn and thinks this is so much. That's fun. Is what I was gonna say. Is like we all, like I've never had a threesome, but like every every guy who grew up like, or anyone like I was born in 1990. Anyone born in like even like a few years older than me and up, like people your age, who grew up with the internet and shit, it's like porn like ruined our brain for what we thought oh, sex was dude, up until you saw it. like actually having awkward sex when you're a fucking teenager. Uh, dude, it's it, people put it on a pedestal. I'm not. I'm. I'm like. Saying you should be, I, I talked to dudes who never fuck their wives, and I go, that's not healthy. But yeah, definitely also, not. I fully agree with that. Yeah, even the if other you're side old. of the spectrum is, it's entirely it gets overrated, man. It's just you go, ah, uh, oh, what's that? A ho-? It's just I don't know. Eventually, you just like it's a hole, man. <laughs> you know, it's you just you kind of. I've had that moment where I'm just like, dude, I put. The amount of time and energy I've put into just sticking myself in another person. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Dude, Kyle, I've taken buses, man. Like, I remember taking, I once t- took like the red, uh, the, I took the not number nine bus to the red line to take it to the blue line to take it to fucking Revia just to fuck some girl. If any girl was like, it takes an hour to get to me now, I'd be like, tough. Uh, find another dude, bitch. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Like, I'm not sitting in traffic for you. Get out of here. You know, as a young man, you'll do whatever. But after a certain point, you're just like, oh, man, screw this. Yeah, see, I like, uh, I've been with my girlfriend for fucking, like, over five years now. So it's like, I didn't really, I was never too heavy on, like, the Tinder and stuff. So I think I missed out on that, like the age of like ever traveling like an hour or anything like that like i never like was really on like i had tinder when i was whenever it first came out and i didn't really fuck with it and then i like met my girlfriend you know dude that's how i found out what towns outside of boston are i never that's what i'm to, saying like i've never, never been to like, milton before i don't know <laughs> I was, where norwood is so I, I i uh i missed out on like that that little stretch of a lot of like my i knew some people who were definitely taking bus rides and train rides like you said Nah, it's overrated, man. I mean, you can. It, it's fun in the moment, but it, it's just like, it's like any drug. Eventually, it wears off, and you just like, you know, you just go, ah, oh, dude. Because everyone glorifies the amount of times you go out and get laid, but they don't glorify the amount of times where you you come and you look at the fart bag you just bagged. Yeah, and you, you want to go home. Oh home my second. god! Yeah, and you go second. home and you sit in the shower and you're just silent. You're just staring at yourself. You <laughs> yeah, I've always said it. Filth off. Uh, I've always said like back in the day, the few times I got rubbing tugs, like <laughs> Such a the gross second <laughs> the second it comes out, and you're like, I want to leave, I want to leave, I want to leave. Stop touching me. Let me put my clothes on. Like the second it happens, you're like, I shouldn't have done this. I, this is bad. Like you just like turn into like a weirdo instantly. 
Oh my God, that feeling when you just the sometimes though you'll be like fuck it i'm already in you know i might as well it's it's oh, like no, you're you, all for it at the in like the second it's over like she's still in the room and stuff and you're like in your head you're like get the fuck out of the room let me put my fucking clothes on and go pay the lady <laughs> out front let me go dude actually like even like when i was down there i, I met this girl in columbia it was an absolute freak and um you know it was i haven't i hadn't done anything like this for a while and she was <laughs> dude oh fuck i don't know if i should tell this story um so fuck it. Uh, okay, so she met. She saw. I, I was texting her and that other girl at the same time, and I met whichever one texted me first. And then randomly, dude, this other girl sees me in uh in the street, right? And goes, you. And then I just kind of froze when she said hi. And then I I went to go find her, dude, and I couldn't find her. And I don't know what happened. She was right, and but I felt bad because I froze up. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I got confronted like two girls at the same time. And then she hit me up and she goes, fuck you. You fucking ignored me. Fuck you. You suck. I can't believe I went. And then I go, I finally get her back, dude. And we rent a hotel room in like a semi-abandoned. This motel is like about to be shut down. I get a hotel room for $5. No, it was no AC. <laughs> no, no fucking, no, uh, no TV, nothing. No fan, just nothing. And when I go to meet the girl, I'm walking up to her and I'm like, she's not getting bigger. Like, I, you know, and... I get up to her and she was tiny, dude. She was tiny. She was 147 centimeters, which uh, is just under 411, which is small enough to technically be a midget without being a midget. Yeah. And yeah. she was an animal and she was That's a That's what freak. they all say. And I remember like <laughs> just having the time of my life uh, smashing in this hotel and I go out back and there's like, dude, there's just cow skulls outside the pool, right? Just fucking, I'm the only one there. The, the hotel is like dark. It's, and I go, this is kind of fun, but at the same time, man, I'll be straight with you the whole trip. I wanted to meet like a decent woman, like that I could have a stable relationship with and just bring to America. Cause that's that's the best part about getting a chick from like Eastern Europe or Latin America, right? When I had that Brazilian girl in New York, she goes, I've never had American cheeseburger. And I go, all right, and I brought it a Five Guys, dude, and she loved it, and she was blown five away. Five Guys is delicious, dude. I know, but like, dude, imagine taking a New York no, woman I know, I to know. Five Guys. She'd call you a scrub, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, she, she thought Five Guys was amazing. I go, do you want some peanuts? And she goes, I can have peanuts. And I go, baby, you can have as many peanuts as you want. And <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Dude, you're with me, dude. She had never had vinegar on her French fries. She had never tried cream soda. I like. I was blowing her away, man. She was just like little things that girls here would shit on you and call you a scrub for. Just, just like she was so happy, and I was like, dude, I got a date. I gotta date a woman from somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's like a cheat code. You can just give her a slice of pizza, and she thinks you're a fucking genius. I know. She just. <laughs> Take her to a fucking baseball game and give her a hot dog. She's fucking going crazy, like. Dude, oh, <laughs> uh, I mean it's, but it's also like a misleading thing because sometimes they might think you're rich, right? You uh, like when I was in Medellin, which was yeah, the last. Right. You should have started there off at McDonald's. Which was the last city <laughs> yeah, I was at. You messed up. Uh just just being white. Like I went to this place called um, Communo Communa Thirteen, which used to be the worst fucking neighborhood in the world, man. And I was supposed to go with Steve, but he got fucking banged up all night. And then that morning I went to like a park and they told me not to go in the woods because I would get raped and robbed. By yourself <laughs> you went? Yeah, dude. I, I, I did shit. My, what were you like going there for that you were going to go by yourself? I just wanted to walk around. Dude, so Medellin is like, 
it's in the mountains, dude. It's 2,000 meters above sea level, right? But it's in a valley, like an in surrounded by mountains, dude. And I went up there because there's a dude, like a giant gondola that goes up there into the fucking mountains. And I knew there was a park up there. And then I get up there and the woman, she basically lied to me. She wanted me to pay for a tour. But she goes, if you're alone, do we can't have you going in the woods as a foreigner. And then I just did anyway. But I wanted to get pictures of the city from like a mountaintop. But I, I don't mind doing... Yeah, well worth getting butt raped over. <laughs> dude, dude, she was definitely lying, man. Cause You're an honest. I, I respect I it. went into the woods, man, and it was just like random, like, middle-aged couples and gay dudes smoking weed, right? Like, I think it was just yeah. a pickle pock, like Blue Hills or something. And... Yeah, yeah. It, but I don't mind doing, like, traveling alone. Like, I, I, had hooked, I had hooked up with a girl at Medellin, and she became my tour guide. And she took me to... Um, she took me to this place with the graffiti and I remember just, uh, you know, girls will like give you attention there and shit. Sometimes if you don't speak Spanish, you're fucked. It's, it, I can only that I have to learn Spanish so I can meet girls from there. But, uh, they, they, they look at you as just as if you sometimes and you'd be careful as you're a pure meal ticket. You got to remember, dude, just, just being white in these places. They think that you're fucking Bill Gates. You know, yeah, yeah. they, they don't, they don't realize that I, like I go down there as a white dude and they don't realize I'm the lowest order of white man. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm bottom of the barrel. Yeah. yeah. If white people at cheeseburgers, I'm a fucking, I'm a McDouble dude uh, at oh, best. Yeah. Uh, you're getting one slice of cheese. Like I'm not, I'm not white from orange County. That's not what this is. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to go somewhere like that, but. I don't think I'd want to walk through the place where they were haunting you on every corner, but other than that. Yeah, see, I'm, a, I'm an, I don't know, dude, I'm an asshole. I like to do shit that scares me. Like, I, I hiked Mount Washington this year, and um, I was highly underprepared for it. And the day before, I almost got frostbite. And I, <laughs> the more the more I'm afraid of something, the more I make myself do it. I kind of I kind of like that rush. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to, I'm, if I, like... Even if I just had one person there that like knew what the fuck they were or something, I probably would too. But because I I do like to fucking go check out any crazy place I'm told if I'm in the area already, you know. It's weird anyway because I know dudes that, that that say that I'm crazy and I'm like, buddy, you fucking you do drugs when it might be fentanyl. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're all yeah. There's all there's all different levels. We're all yeah. in our own way. That's what you're, I always say with my friends. It's like you, some of them might get in more fist fights and stuff, but there's plenty of horrible qualities in the other ones too. No worry, myself included. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, look, it, me walking around the slums of Columbia with a fucking iPhone 11 on a cell, on a stick videotaping or a GoPro, right? Like, <laughs> Just asking for it. I mean, dude, it, it's actually so much safer than you realize. Um, mo- actually, one time I almost got robbed. It was by the police. In Medellin, the cops will rob you. And um, fucking, st- I was with Steve, and Steve is just the luckiest fucking cunt in the world. And... He's also a like he'll just do dumb. Sh- My entire teenage years was him getting me nearly arrested, and <laughs> thrown out of every McDonald's on the South Shore, and uh, so they in, in, uh, they installed a 10 p.m. nationwide curfew, the last week I was there, and he would go out past 10 and just flirt with the curfew, knowing the cops. The cops in these areas will fucking rob you. They rob tourists because if you're if you're white, if you're black, you're fine. If you're a white dude. They just assume you're fucking loaded and they'll try and rob you. And 
Also, you had to wear your mask down there in Medellin. In Cartagena, dude, Cartagena was great because the cops would be such assholes to the locals. It was like a 1 million peso fine if you didn't have a mask on. But as a white dude, I just didn't have to wear one. I they, yeah, I just walk around this city with no mask and they were heated. <laughs> Medellin, though, like they'd stop you and they'd uh, they searched us both. Like, and I mean, they've like fully searched every corner of my wallet and they found an Adderall I had left in there from, uh, dude, like eight months ago. And the cop looks at it and he goes, oh, cocaine. I go, oh, no cocaine. And he goes, oh, cocaine. I go, no cocaine. And he takes his his finger, his pinky and tests it. And he goes, oh, okay, no cocaine. And he gives it back to me. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even know what Adderall was. Which would actually, you can, you're allowed to have like up to a gram of coke on you. Um, it's decriminalized, but they want to find you with drugs because if they do, then they'll demand a bribe. And they demanded a bribe from, from Steve for not having a mask on, but he basically played dumb and got out of it. Lucky bastard. I'm, I'm actually amazed they didn't just flat out take the money out of his wallet. Cause, yeah, I know. Because they will do, they've done, they will sometimes do that. Yeah, like, I mean, I, that's, you kind of know that going in, right? Dude, at, where, most of the world, you you have to bribe the police. Um, like if if you get yeah. caught, if you get caught with a DUI or something in pretty much anywhere other than the U.S. or Western Europe, they're just like, all right, you know, give me like fucking twenty bucks and I'll let you go home. Yeah, walk home. Put they, your fucking little moped on the side. Dude, no, they let you drive home. I I talked with a guy down there who got a DUI and they just. They go, where's your wallet? He goes, I don't have it. And they go, oh, you don't have any money? And he goes, no. He goes, they're like, fuck, fuck off. Go drive home. (laughs) (laughs) And he was, and he was absolutely wrecked. You you can get away with a lot of stuff everywhere, but, but Boston. Dude, even, dude, I was just in Arizona, man. This, and, and this dude is showing me, um, videos of him and his friends shooting mortars and artillery pieces out in the desert. Right. And then he shows me a picture of a tank and he goes, oh, this is my friend's tank. I go, is it operational? He goes, yep. It shoots. It drives. I go, where's he keep it? He goes, I didn't know gr- regular people could have tanks. Dude, I didn't either. And I go, where's he tank keep dealers? it? And he goes, in his garage, man. Where else would you keep a tank? And I go, I don't know. I just, I didn't know yeah. dudes could have tanks. On an tanks. army base. Dude, this guy and his friends have like artillery pieces and tanks and helicopters with fucking miniguns. Like, <laughs> you know when dudes are always like, how are you going to fight the federal government with just a pistol? Yeah. Some dudes are ready to go. They're ready exactly. to go, dude. Don't. Don't tread on those guys, brother. That's dude. That's such a Massachusetts mentality, man. Everyone, everyone else is in America is just walking into stores and walking out with AR-15s. Oh yeah. I dude, if I'm in New Hampshire, if I can get a New Hampshire um, uh, driver's license, I can walk into a store, dude, and get an AK-47 and just walk out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's that easy, man. You're free to die. Dude, well, they're kind of pussy up here, too, because mass people come up here, but it's... Ah, uh, dude, it's... It, you travel, and you realize how fucking free other people are. Like, I noticed that in Amsterdam, too, when I first went there. I was like, dude, I can smoke weed, eat mushrooms, and fuck a hookah, and it's all legal, dude? Yeah, and I feel like people are just also, like, just more laid back on the places you go. Yeah, yeah, well, like, I... No, it's like, like, no one else is, like... As stressed out and fucking t- trying to do as much in a fucking week as we are and stuff. You know what I mean? No, I do. So <laughs> I used to think that people and others, you know, when you go out to Faneuil Hall and shit, you just go out and you drink and get in fights. Same thing. Like, you know, what's funny, dude. I actually remembered this. Um, 
Do you remember the night you asked me about stand-up comedy? Yeah, the Rainbow Dragon. Yeah, we were on a pub crawl, and I was actually, I, I was going, I don't know if I had completely quit. I, I believe I was going through an early phase where I was trying to get sober. And yeah, yeah, no, I actually do remember that night. I was definitely drunk, but I do remember you we talked about the Rainbow Dragon. You, uh, you, I had some jokes written down for like a couple months thinking about it, and then I knew you had done it, but I didn't know you too well. Like We just knew each other from being from the same neighborhood. Well, and then I when just, I saw you, I was like, I'm, I'm going to fucking ask the kid. I, I didn't even know how that. to go about doing it. But the thing that super stuck out to me that that night was we went into Whitey's uh, across from the D Street Projects. Yeah, yeah. And the someone, one of your friends started beating the shit out of a kid at the bar. And the bartender punched your friend. And you got up. You jumped on the bar. Most athletic I've ever seen Conor McNally. Jumped on the bar, picked up a bottle, chucked it at the bartender, tried to boot him, and then tried to jump off and punch him. And then, I don't like, think that was me. I knew the I, kid, the bartender there. I was friendly with him. Are you? He was an Irish kid, I think, right? Some. Yeah, yeah, I knew the kid. I was Dude, like, I could have sworn that was you, them. man. I was there that night. I think I know who did it, but I, it wasn't me that jumped that on the bar. That wasn't you? I was in the bar. when I know what fight you're talking about, yeah. but I didn't jump up on the bar. I think I know who did. I've been telling people that was you for all this no, time. No, I wish it was. But no, I actually, I used to lifeguard with that kid who was bartender, so I was actually friendly with him, but oh, okay. I was also friends with the guys fighting him. <laughs> but I, that, that story reminded me of the fact that like in other places, people just don't go out to beat the shit out of people. That's very much a Boston uh, thing, and uh, thing that happens in Ireland or Scotland or England. Yeah, because like I, I had like some, like some of my friends. Like I'm, I wasn't a tough kid, but like some, I knew some tough kids. You knew some fucking tough kids who were fighting all the time, and like it sounds crazy, like you defended them, but like it was like more often than not, it was like some other fucking kid was just at the bar, like not from here, who was look like looking to fight somebody. Like people do go out looking for it. Oh, dude, I was. And then it's just like whoever your tough friend is, he's the one that's like, yeah, I'll fucking fight him. I mean, like a nut, because he's a nut too. I remember being Faneuil Hall, and I'm not gonna say his name. Another dude from the neighborhood just looks at me, goes, "Bane, start a fucking fight, guy." And I'm like, "Ah, no, I'm good, dude." And he goes, "Look at these fucking Indians." (laughs) He runs up, Jesus, calls you fucking fag, and then immediately just swings. You want to do? And next thing I know, like I'm fighting a dude. He ends up on top of me. A cop pulls him off. Oh yeah. I wake up the next day, and I'm in my early 20s, so I still live at home. And my mother goes, "What happened?" And she holds up my Southie shirt, which you know, of course, says Southie with a shamrock on it, covered in blood. I had elbowed ah. this dude in the nose, and then he got on top of me and bled all over me, and it's ripped. And I'm oh, just yeah. like. I have no idea. And the truth is, I really had completely forgot. Oh, yeah. I had no was, idea I'd been in a fight. Dude, I, was, I wasn't, I was like, a big fighter by any means. But even, like, I, it was like Faneuil Hall. You were always in some sort of big group fights. I, I was in at least four or five of them. Like, fucking at least ten people fighting. Oh, dude, that spot and the the old Boylston Street alley. Dude, I, I got my head fucking crushed there. I got Yeah, see, we never really went there. We go to Faneuil more than there. And uh, it was at that place called the Liquor Store that had a... Yeah, no, I remember that area. Bowl. Those bouncers uh, cracked my head open with a brick, dude. I remember... Jesus. Like, dude, I, the guy put me in a headlock, and I started biting him. And he's, he's just, stop biting me! And I'm like, stop... Give me out of a fucking headlock, dude. Like, I don't want to bite in a fight, but you ain't choking me out. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to win. And oh, then yeah. I bit people before. They, uh, they were stomping me out, and, like, I roll over, and I'm just getting just... Fucking boots to the face, man, off my head. Just getting stomped out is genuinely scary. I, I like. I think a yeah. lot of people have no idea what that feels like. It's fucking yeah. frightening. And in in Montreal, I've told the story on the podcast with bounces beat up like me and three other kids on a Montreal trip, 
And they were just like, literally, like, I was just on the ground curled up in a ball getting fucking kicked from all angles. <laughs> Dude, like, there's nothing else you can do but go in the fetal position. Everyone from Boston has a Montreal story, and it always ends with getting beat up or getting in a Dude, monster. this place, ball. the bounces were all fucking, like, 300 pounds. They were fucking woofing us. There was, like, 100 of them because the Montreal bars are so fucking big. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got our heads punched in. My buddy was all juiced up, and he tried to, he, like, pushed one of them, and we just got swamped by 20 of them. Oh, dude. It was a... I, um... <laughs> and then I pick yeah, up... I've the, done so like that. I've, I grabbed a kid in his dick before. Did you? It, like, we... It was like a... Like, high school. Like, a brawl broke out. We were drinking in another town, and it was like a melee. Like, you're fucking, like, 17. People were being fucking insane. And it was one of those things where, like, by the end of it, you had fought, like, four or five kids, and you were all just, like, exhausted, like, half-wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. And the kid got me in a headlock, and I just, like, fucking started squeezing his dick. And he was like, you serious? I was like, let me fucking go. Like, I was just dying. I didn't even care at that point. Like, just fucking let me go. <laughs> dude, that's not... You, that's not a... Dude, there's no... It's always funny when I meet dudes who talk about rules to, like, street fights. Ugh, oh, dude. dude. In Vegas, the first time I went, I was, like, 21, 22. Me and one of my, like, best friends, like, we gotten like a half serious half joking like wrestling match in the room and i bit him in the ribs he like still has a scar he still he still like gets mad about it <laughs> he still like shows me he's like i gotta fucking mock him inside of my ribs from mcnally still and this was like 10 years ago and he's like what am i like best, my best friends in the world yeah no i mean i've had i've had fist fights with my friends before i've i've been knocked yeah, and out we were like kind of not friends. we were like half fighting half not and it just kind of got serious for a second like it's actually funny when you think about it. Like, I've, I know, dude, like, you and I, going into comedy, we've met so many pussies, man, who've never, ever been, been even remotely in the vicinity of violence. And, and then they let other dudes fuck their wives as a result. Uh, but, uh, like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I fist fought my friends. I have friends who've been stabbed by other friends and they still hang out. Um, like, I remember oh, yeah. seeing a friend of mine and he's on crutches. And, uh, and I go, what happened? He goes, ah, oh, dude, I got stabbed. And I go, who stabbed you? And he goes, uh, Johnny. And Johnny's right there. And I go, this is fucking awkward. <laughs> oh, dude, I got two buddies who, like, they joke about it now. Because, like, they, obviously, they're, like, kids. But, like, from probably, like, second to seventh grade, they probably fought each other 300 times. You know what I mean? Like, they fought each other in the schoolyard pretty much every day, even though they were fucking friends. <laughs> And, like, we joke about it now. It'll be like, one of them will say that he beat up the other one, like, over 100 times in their life and shit, you know? Dude, I that kind of, like, it's such, it's so weird when you're outside of that element. Because, so in Columbia, dudes are out drinking all night. I didn't see a single fight, man. Like, they don't go out and scrap. And maybe it's because they're women. So what I realize is women outside of Boston will come up and hit on you. They, 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 they will come up and start conversations. So, so that would never happen in Boston. And me and my friends always call it like the Boston Six, which is like when you meet a girl in Boston who, um, yeah, she's not as hot somewhere else. Well, else. yeah, she, she in you know, in LA, she, you know, here she's a ten. In LA, she'd be a six. But even even if you meet a girl in Boston who's a four, she has a personality. She has a garbage personality. She acts like a ten. Like you, you'll meet busted chicks who, who for whatever reason, are just fucking bitches or or like they don't make up with a personality they're just mean like they just and i don't, I don't know if it's because they just grow up with fathers like like guys like us and it just ruins them but um <laughs> i've been in other places like uh i think so much of the boss and fighting is dudes just aren't getting laid and they're just angry like if dudes could go out and get laid like maybe if, if we had brothels because like in columbia dude dudes will just be <laughs> hanging out right they're getting they're getting banged up they're drinking 
uh, uh, hitting the slopes, doing lines, and they'll be like, 2 a.m., they're like, you want to go to a brothel? And you're like, yeah. And you go in, you pick out your girls, you do your business, and then you go back to the bar and you start drinking again, dude. And you just, you're in and out. The married guys? Uh, I'm sure married guys do it too, dude. I mean, I didn't know if that was like commonplace. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, if getting laid was more accessible when you're like, Especially like early twenties and stuff. Definitely like, married guys too, because fat man. I wasn't getting laid much in my early twenties. It was definitely some anger. <laughs> I feel that I had that fucking impotent rage when yeah. I was younger too. Um, I just want to say for the record, I love all the Boston gals I grew up with. I'm gonna be good. I do too. I do. I do too. My, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just fucking. All around. of my Jesus, man. My all, my mom, my aunts, my fucking my cousins. Of course, of course. I, oh, I'm fucking around. I know you're just fucking around. I don't care. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the girls I grew up they with, do... they're a good-looking group of girls, honestly. They're, they're all good-looking girls, I'll give them that. But they it's like they would punch my head in half of them. Like, they were tough fucking girls. There's no... They, uh, they're I, not like regular people, you know? I went to a party at Harvard, man, with some kids from Dorchester, and um, one of the guys talked shit to one of the dark girls, and she dumped her, her beer on his head. So he dumped his beer on her head, and she fucking mushed his nose. I mean, she grabbed his shirt... And just started wailing on his face. And, and these Harvard kids were aghast. They didn't know what to do. And, like, the kid was sitting there after getting mollywopped by this chick. And he just <laughs> had to get up and leave. And he didn't know what to fucking do. And no one yeah, at the party knew what to, to do. not much to do at that point. But it was just, like, they, they couldn't... No one there could handle it. They had never seen anything close to that. They were, they were, they were baffled. She poured her beer first, though. Yeah, she was. He said something smart, and she poured her beer. So he was. He was within his right to pour. That's beer what I'm her. saying. <laughs> yeah, I think your only option you can't you can't hit her. At least pour something back. Yeah, right? you gotta you gotta do something. It's like if a girl spits on you, you gotta you know you gotta. I had a girl uh, in seventh grade, eighth grade, maybe. I probably, I don't know if I've told the story or not. This big black girl dumped chocolate milk in my head in the cafeteria. You blast her? No, no, I didn't do anything. I made it like a joke about her to make my the kids at my lunch table laugh and. She, she wasn't in a good mood that day, and I guess she got the last laugh. <laughs> I, no, I didn't hit her. What am I going to fucking stand up and punch her? I don't want to hit a girl. Uh, oh, dude, I thought I, she, she I was came... like, no, I like made a joke about. Oh, so I, you were the aggressor. I, no, not even aggressor. I think, like, literally, I'm pretty sure the joke I made was literally just uh, that Chris Rock, no sex in the champagne room was ours. Yeah. And I literally made a joke about, like, she was wearing Pumas, and I made, like, the don't spend the next 10 to 20 years in prison because someone smudged your Pumas. I think I made a joke along those lines, and she just, I guess she was having a bad day. <laughs> she just opened up her cotton of fucking hood milk and dumped it on my fucking head. <laughs> it was like in the principal's office with chocolate milk dripping down my face. Like, I had that happen with uh, some form of red tonic was squirted all over my face. Uh, and then I just had to sit the rest of the day with just sticky in my awful uniform. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure, I don't think I went, got sent home or anything. I think I... Had to go the rest of the day with chocolate milk in my hair. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I just sit there, just gross and sticky. Didn't have a change of clothes and nothing. Did you have to wear? Yeah, uniforms? of course you didn't. You're at school, like, uh, not at the school where I got the chocolate milk dumped in my head. I went to a bunch of schools. Some of them we wore uniforms, but not at that one. That was at Latin. You went to Latin, dude? A couple of years. I was a. <laughs> I left after ninth grade. Why? What happened? Fuck up. I was fucking. Yeah, I was lazy and didn't want to do homework. <laughs> I was getting bad grades, so my parents got me out of the. Dude, how'd you get into Latin, dude? That's a fucking tough school smart. to get in. I was a very smart boy, just lazy. But uh, yeah, that's where her name was Jemima. She dumped chocolate milk in my head. Was her name really Jemima? I swear to God, yeah, that's not being fresh. You, uh, her you, name was Jemima. I can like picture her. She had glasses. You she didn't... was a nice enough girl. I, I, I really didn't say anything crazy to her. It was just 
She was in a bad mood, I guess. You so she thought, she thought I said something else, I guess. I don't know. You went to school with a big black girl named Jemima, and you weren't calling this bitch Aunt Jemima. No, because I didn't know her that well. I would. I didn't really, like, I didn't really fuck with kids that, like, I mean, I did fuck with kids. No, I'm not trying to make myself some hero. I didn't fuck with kids that wouldn't, like, talk shit back, even the nerds. Like, if you were a nerd that was, like, quiet or something, I didn't really mess with you. And I didn't know this girl well, so I didn't really, I wouldn't fuck with her. It was a huge school. You didn't know everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forget. I so, went to. I went to. A I, I honestly didn't know her. I didn't really say anything crazy. It was just one of those. It just happened. She made a. I, I looked like a big old idiot to the cafeteria. So I hadn't really <laughs> even thought about it till now. It like popped in my head. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, it it is it is funny when you get uh when you get punked like that. You just gotta sit in your shame. Yeah, I think I like tried to make a joke about it. I'm sure because that's all I did back then. That was like the only defense I had was be funny about everything. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I, like honestly, I hadn't thought about this in years. That uh, and I've had a girl spill a beer on me too. So this girl's like my fucking arch nemesis. Wait, the same chick, Jemima? No, no, no. This girl, girl, like just from, like, f- friends of friends, were like gr- drinking in the same crowd a couple times. This girl punched me once, put a drink on me another time. I hate her. Do you? Did you say you hit her or you hate her? No, no, I don't like her. Oh. I, I know. I just. I mean, I think I called her a cunt or something, but. I mean, if she hits you and you said you hit her, I think that'd be fair. No, no, I didn't. I did. I would never, never do that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a lady lover. I'm a lady lover. Yeah, I mean, but if a girl fucking busts your nose, dude, you're allowed to give her a shove. You, you get, you yeah, get I mean, smushed. this was like, I mean, I'm talking like blackout drunk when I was like 19 years old type of thing. It wasn't All like, right. it wasn't like some big confrontation. It was yeah, like, I mean, if I'm sure I deserved it realistically. Because yeah, like I've, I've seen my friends get like blasted by chicks outside Faneuil Hall for like no reason. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And I'm People like, in it. that situation, you're allowed to give a smush, like a good face smush. <laughs> well, you, you're allowed to pick them up and toss them. Just, like, grab their arms, I think. That's like, yeah, fucking... <laughs> call, call them names over and over and over. <laughs> Tell them that dad doesn't love them. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Get get deep down in there to the core of what the problem <laughs> yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened to you, hon? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh fuck, man! Right. Uh, I hate to. I'm having fun, but I do gotta. I think I gotta wrap it up shortly. Yeah, that's fine, man. You got gotta, like responsibilities and shit now. I'm getting to the close, so I've got to go look at potentially look at some car seats tonight. So that's good. Sh- well, that's good shit, man. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I assume it's it's all stuff that like you realize like how dumb we are as men when it comes to this stuff. It's like, I never, ever would have thought about any of these things ever. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to go get this. You got to look at this. You got to look at this. I'm like, yeah, it's like, and you, it's all things that you know you need for a baby, but you never think about, like, how much time consuming it is, like, checking it out and doing research and all that shit. Well, dude, Kyle, that's why Indians in the jungle have man jobs and woman jobs. Okay? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think I might be, once the baby gets there, I'll be moving down to Columbia, I think. It's literally what they, like, only the women can make the baskets, only uh, only the men <laughs> yeah, can chew I... the leaves and build the houses. Like, yeah. And you go, oh, this is why, because as a man, I have no business picking out a car seat. I don't know how that works. I don't need, like, I'm just going to get whatever's cheap, dude. Yeah, I'm just exactly. going to not give him one. I'm going to tell him to grow a pair of balls and just put him in a... <laughs> yeah, she like asked my opinion on like onesies, and I'm like, oh, just get whichever one you want. It's a onesie. I mean, I don't I mean, care if it's red, white, blue, white, red, black, green. <laughs> I 
I, dude, I'm excited for that, man. I, I, I'm excited to have a family and all that shit. I know, I know, dudes with it like often are like, oh, but I'm. Oh man, no, I'm, I mean, I'm. Once it happens, I'll it'll be a reality check, and I'll realize how unprepared I am. But I am excited. I've seen the other side too much, man. I've seen I've seen the dude that doesn't that 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 like not to get dog, but the dude that dies alone. Like you and I know it in in our industry, the guy who. Oh um, yeah, lonely, lonely people. And yeah. I, 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 even before I ever did comedy, I always feared that. I never wanted to be that. Oh, dude, it scares the fuck out of me, man. Yeah, me too. It, it always, like, scared me. It's just, like, everyone passed away before, which probably wouldn't happen. People are more healthy than I am in my family, but <laughs> it's just the idea of it I don't like. Dude, maybe that's why, like, our fathers and our grandfathers would just drink and smoke themselves to death. That way they know they wouldn't die alone if they beat everyone else to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that, was, my biggest was like, fear uh, was ending up in Marion Manor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's getting dark here at the end. I do. I, I, no, it's not. It, it's dark <laughs> no, and light. I'm, I'm uh, like agreeing with you, but I'm like thinking in my head. I'm like, yeah, that is scary. Yeah, but you don't have to worry, man. You got a girl, and you're gonna have a a, a baby, uh, yeah, so you, yeah. you're good to go. You've already you've already circumvented that. All you're gonna do, man, is just be there for her, and you know, and you don't have to worry about her becoming a stripper. You know, it's just it's you just exactly. It's a dude, Chris Rock this, thing. Dude, literally. Keep her off the pole. I know so many dudes. I, like, I know we're shitting on blue collar dudes again, but so many dudes would be like, "Oh man, my daughter's off acting up," and I'm like, "Jerry, you haven't been home in four days, okay? <laughs> Do you think that's correlated? Yeah. Go to her fucking volleyball games, give her a hug, tell her you love her, and just that's all you gotta do, man." Yeah, and, and I mean, we're allowed to uh, shit on blue collar when we're. <laughs> trash ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it's like I've never made more slurs. than $60,000 a year in my entire life, and I think yeah. I made that once. I make less money than all my friends. <laughs> oh, me too, always. My whole life. And we go on these like elaborate bachelor parties and shit, and I'm like the idiot that's fucking in debt for three months after. It's so funny, isn't it, when, when you go on a bachelor party with your friends and, and they're firefighters and cops and, and, you know, they work in unions and they're just blowing money, and then you're going to be like, I can't do the thing on the boat. And they're like, oh, what, what, do you, what do you mean you can't come on the boat? And you're like, dude, it's $500 to get in the fucking boat. And I then can't you get, do it. They know, they know you're going to do it. They're like, well, I'll just pay for you. They know you're going to be yeah, like, right, I'll fucking, I'm not letting you pay for me. I'll fucking exactly. do it. Like, Every time. I'll pay yeah, for yeah. you. And they, they make you feel like And then like it's like a slap chump. in the face. So you're like, no, you're not fucking paying for me. Uh, I'll fuck your wife in front of you. This <laughs> is exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, what it exactly. feels like. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, you're not fucking. I'll do I'll pay if I fucking want to go. I just don't feel like fucking going. Uh, but I, uh, dude, good, good. That's good shit, man. Uh, and congrats, cause I, there's too many fucking dudes in our industry who think that that having a family and getting a, a wife or a kid, or multiple kids, is somehow a negative, and it's fucking not. It's a positive, um, you know. Yeah, and the yeah, I think some normalcy is good for me. Yeah, it's dude. I want normalcy, man. I'm fucking. I'm tired of being a fucking an animal. Those those days are behind me for for the overwhelming <laughs> yeah. majority. Yeah. You like a you put in a good career, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're like an age vet in sports now. Your back's hurting a little bit. <laughs> Eventually, you you just look at the amount of work you did. You know, you know when you look at an old job you had and you go, I can't believe I tried. I can, I can, you know when you yeah, worked yeah, for minimum yeah. wage and you showed up every early. job I've ever had. I'm like, I did way more for those fucks than they ever did for me. Every time I leave. Yeah, that's how I look at most of the like the depraved things in my life where I was like, dude, why'd you do that? What was that for? <laughs> And I go, ah, yeah. oh, it's just because I was fucked up inside. You know, some guys do heroin. Some guys are, are animals like me. We, we all get some way to get it out of our system. We, we all got our crosses to bear. <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, all right. Thanks for doing the pod. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thanks for you having wanna, me on, You got your own mic got his own podcast. You want to 
Yeah, yeah. Give yourself a little plug here. I don't so get a million I, followers or anything, but he can't hurt. Check out check out my pod. Um, get your act together with Mike Bain. Uh, I got a bunch of guests I got lined up. I'll have you on too, Kyle, at some point. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Mike's uh, on TikTok. He's big on TikTok. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I made it big on TikTok because I was feeding um, peanuts to chipmunks in the woods, dude. And then, uh, and then the I streets tried to, need. And then I put out my content, and everyone's like, I don't want this. I don't want comedy. I want fucking chipmunks. Yeah, play with the chipmunks, idiots. I, dude, I met that chipmunk on top of a mountain an hour and a half from my house. <laughs> I think he's dead, dude. I, he's not alive now. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> but, definitely dead. Anyway, uh, Instagram, TikTok. I guess I still have a fucking Twitter for some reason. But yeah, you gotta have a Twitter. All of my social media is at Mike Bang Comedy. It's all the same. My YouTube, all of it. All right. Thanks for doing it, man. It was a good one. Dude, thanks for having me on. I had fun, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Later, man. Thanks.